With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So welcome everybody to episode eight of the Premier League Cricket Show. As we said previously, a number of our shows are going to be dedicated to our friends at the NCCA, and this is one of them. And it, it's great pleasure to be able to welcome two people to the show who were quite busy in the run-up to Christmas, in, and not the way that most people were busy in the run-up to Christmas, because they had the pleasure of spending a week out in Spain. They will tell us, I'm sure, that the weather wasn't quite as what you'd expect in Spain sometimes. But joining me today are the former Middlesex South Australia and Surrey player. You can tell I've been on Wikipedia, can't you? With more than 100 appearances for England, Beth Morgan, who coached the NCCA Women's Eleven in their recent European Championship. How are you doing, Beth? Yeah, very well, thank you. Good to be here. Good to see you. And together with Beth is Sussex and Southern Vipers all-rounder, Chiara Green, who not only skippered the NCCA Women's Eleven in Spain, but held the trophy aloft as well. How are you doing, Chiara? (laughs) Oh, good. Thank you. He's great. So we're joined by the, the winning skipper and the winning coach of the Women's Eleven. It was the inaugural Women's Eleven in European cricket. And fair play to Dan Weston and all the boys at European cricket for putting this on um, at relatively short notice. But from what I hear, Beth, you had even shorter notice to pull this squad together, didn't you? Yeah, it was a bit of a whirlwind month, I think, on the lead up. Obviously, the, the unfortunate situation with France not being able to, to take their place in the tournament meant, uh, yeah, they contacted... Richard Logan at that short notice to see if England could put in a team. Yeah, and he did an unbelievable job getting everything together. I think he had about four weeks by the time it was all confirmed. So obviously getting the, getting the team together, contacting the regions and counties, and he contacted myself and said, would I be interested? And obviously an opportunity too too good to miss. So, yeah. And then obviously the log- logistical side of it, getting it all in place was, yeah, he, he, it was unbelievable. And, and yeah, it was, a, it was a really great experience. So I'm really glad, glad that we could uh, could get it all in place to get out there and yourself Kiara when you got that first phone call what was your reaction cricket Spain December 
<laughs> it was it was strange. I was it was completely obviously wasn't what I expected. The original phone call came from Ian Cox, who is kind of the regional talent manager at the Vipers. I thought he was calling me about work and coaching because I go do a bit of coaching with them on a Wednesday evening. And then it was just completely unexpected. And yeah, it was just almost like you wanted to be excited, but the first phone call was like, well, it might happen, but you've got to wait a few days to see what's going to happen. So it was, yeah, it was really quite strange. But also I didn't really know that a huge amount of cricket, I've seen it on, like obviously on YouTube and stuff like that, but I didn't know how much cricket happened in Spain, particularly around that time. So yeah, it was exciting, but also had no idea what to expect. And for both of you, you've clearly gone through the the English summer season, whatever summer we had last year, especially around the middle, (laughs) middle of the time. You'd got to September, I'm guessing a lot of your kit, and it was starting to go away, and you just sort of a bit of downtime, and the day job was coming first, obviously. It, did you just have to quickly switch on to that cricket head again? Yeah, it was kind of, I'd, yeah, you kind of always have a little bit of time off in October, So, and I did think I probably had a few more weeks left before I had to start training again. Um, so it was a little bit of a quick turnaround, and obviously, like you say, the kit, we at Sussex, we play in black, um, black kit, so it was trying to get hold of some blue pads to go out to things, so all those things you weren't expecting to organise, yeah, just to kind of try and get everything done a little bit quicker. And for you, Beth, you obviously worked closely with Richard to bring the squad together and pull that squad from around the county system, from the regional pathways. Uh, there was a good mix of uh, ladies that came across, and correct me if I'm wrong, the age difference between the youngest and the oldest in the group it was a really proper representative 11, wasn't it? Yeah, and you know, I can't take too much sort of credit for that. I think Richard did all the, the hard work, um, getting all the regions together and, and trying to put forward players that that they felt would, would sort of best re- represent what this was about and obviously be a really good opportunity for, for their development as well. And I, I think, you know, spot on the players that we had, I thought I thought represented England absolutely brilliantly. Um, and yeah, it represented what, what we were trying to do with this uh, with this group and the part we were trying to play in the tournament as well. So yeah, he did, he did a great job at obviously very, very short notice. And am I right in it knowing, and I think I heard it right, the first time you all met as a squad was at the airport? <laughs> yeah, about six thirty a.m. Um, on a Saturday morning at Gatwick in a very busy terminal, which was which was slightly surreal um, and, and, and quite quiet at that point. But I think within about three or four hours, they were nattering as if they've known each other for years. So it was, yeah, it was a, a fairly surreal experience. That, but the, the girls were brilliant and 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 sort of bought into the whole the whole experience and what it was all about. And yeah, it seemed like they came together really well as a group. Kiara did a great job sort of bringing that together as captain. Uh, yeah, and as I say, by the end, it was like they've known each other for years, I think. So it was a really nice way to, to finish, the, finish the week. Yeah, and having spoken to Richard and a few of the NCAA boys who won the Men's European Championship earlier in the year, they're exactly the same. They, they, they'll play against each other week in, week out for their counties, potentially, or some of them play against each other in Premier League cricket, but they don't mix socially they don't mix together as a group until this happens and it's not like it happens very often and in your case it was the first time ever Kiara so a bit bit different to all of a sudden have ladies with you who you're not used to actually socializing with literally you're normally playing against them and trying to bat them out of the game or bowl them out of the game yeah it was it was really different as Beth said like it was we were at the airport and it was a really quiet. And I think you kind of look around and you think, oh, how's this going to, how's this going to pan out? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but honestly, it was sort of a group of girls that didn't know each other. And it was it, like, I know everyone kind of does say it, but you left kind of like with friends that you definitely have made. And it was, you could tell that like, everyone bought into it. I think captain aside where you don't really, I know I knew three of the girls from counter cricket that I play with regularly. Mm-hmm. 
but otherwise do not know anyone for those people to genuinely put their trust in you and kind of just whatever you asked and they did it they got on with it and it was it made my life a hell of a lot easier but also just yeah off the field they were a great bunch of girls and like a really nice bunch to be around as well so it was that's brilliant. Interesting so come on, you, got, you got to tell us. There must have been two or three of the of the girls who literally stood out as they're the ones who got to get everything going together, as well as yourself and Beth. Who, who stood out for amongst you there? It's, it is quite hard to put it on. There were quite a few jokers within the team that we were lucky to have. I was really lucky. Sachi Pai was one of the girls. She kind of just bought into everything would do yeah. kind of whatever you asked of her and she'd be like yeah that's fine I'll do it I'll have a go and she was actually really handy to turn to her and Rhea Fakra on the field just because mm-hmm. someone to like bounce ideas off as well but you kind of knew that whatever you ask them they'd give you 150% and they'd go with it and so we were really lucky in that sense to have that kind of bit of experience from their background mm-hmm. um, to kind of for the other girls as well to learn off them and kind of mix in and see what they do and how they'd go about stuff. And then you rock up at the Carterborough Oval for day one. And it's the first time you've been on that ground. What was your first impressions, Beth, as a coach? Um, well, like like Kiara said, we, I'd watched a bit on TV, obviously. Um, and actually, it was it was really handy. We had a, a call with Dan Lincoln and Tom Lambert from the from the men's side, just to talk a bit through their experiences uh, before we went, which was really valuable. And obviously, Richard Logan, who was with us in a number of times as well. So yeah. we kind of had a little bit of insight to what to expect. But no, it was it was it was obviously really different to anything we've we've experienced before we actually we turned up and there was a game going on so it's brilliant we could get straight in and have a have a bit of a, a, a you know a sit down and yeah. and kind of watch what this what this new format was all about most of the girls have never played on artificial wickets you know competitive okay. cricket on artificial wickets so just to have a have a little bit of a watch about how the how the opposition might go about it you know the boundaries are, are a bit shorter than what we're what we're used to yeah so yeah it was that was really valuable we had a, a sort of game where we could just just chill out a little bit and watch get used to our surroundings and and it was really nice because there was a real sort of buzz around the group and they were excited about about getting started with our game later that day so so yeah it was certainly sort of an eye opener for us so when you turned up was it the the first or the second game that was on was it the Netherlands Italy game it was the first game was just Spain, finishing Austria. Think, Spain, Spain Austria Spain Austria gosh yeah you're testing my memory yeah. <laughs> no, no I'm not Austria testing your memory I've got it all in front of me don't worry <laughs> yeah, Spain Austria, which was really valuable for us because obviously yeah. we were playing Austria first in that first game, so yeah. we saw a little bit what 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 they were about and um, yeah how how they might go about things. So that that was great. And then we we watched Italy Holland um, after that, which which obviously there's some really really good players um, that we obviously got to know throughout yeah. the tour. So again, just just seeing how they went about things, I think was really valuable for us. And and then obviously the opportunity to, to sort of prepare for our game as well. I watched far too many games. Um... Is, is the best way to describe it, but that's what I do for the podcast as well. When you watch the first game, I'm guessing, Chiara, you were going, OK, we should be all right here. You know, Spain versus Austria, they were the weakest two sides in, in the group, but there were some couple of players on each side who could really hit the ball and bowl the ball really nicely. The next game, then, Italy versus the Netherlands, you must have watched that going, oh, hang on a minute, there's some players here. And, it's going, <laughs> and could you just then see where this is going to go over the next week and the progression you're going to have to go through? I think it was more... So like, I was lucky enough. I know a couple of the girls from Italy through the county cricket here. Okay. So we were kind of we had a little bit of an insight, and I'd ah. asked a few kind of leading questions up to going to the tournament of different bits of like kind of what they do and how they look to play it. But yeah, it was that we kind of knew those two teams were going to be our toughest game. Mm. So that was kind of what we wanted to work out, and we just wanted to work out how they went about it because we noticed kind 
the like the scoring areas and different things and like their tactics are quite different to what we're used to back here so it was kind of how we were actually going to adapt to kind of almost play their game to mm-hmm. then kind of close them off and kind of make them create different scoring areas so it was kind of we'll learn your game and then kind of tailor ours around it. So it was actually really interesting that first game we got to watch and it was, I think a few of the girls saw them clearing the ropes and they were a bit like, okay, how are we going to do Because they do just stand there and it is, they were standing there and delivering. They were just literally putting yeah. their hands through it and with the boundaries being that much shorter and you can trust the bounce off the artificial. I think they have that confidence in it to go and kind of bat themselves. So it was how we were going to put that into our game and then also kind of obviously develop around them. Definitely. And I think, I think clearly you, you mentioned the conversations you had with Lynx and with uh, Lambo, and that would have made a big difference having heard how they've changed how they operated over the last year in particular when it, you know, to win it in, in September with the men's 11 but one of the things that they didn't have to deal with which you clearly did and you, you we mentioned it off her the weather being so different in the early games to the late games everything was different when that ball came off the pitch Kiara wasn't it as well it was so yeah the early one was really really cold I think the first morning we had our early start I think we warmed up at about two degrees and it was a little bit of a shock to some of the girls who I mean, we rocked up in a pair of shorts and a jacket and I think it was, right, okay, it's not going to be the kind of warm Spain that people generally think of. And then there was, yeah, so as the sun was setting in the last game, we noticed that we were fielding second and actually out in the far boundary, you could not see a thing. And it was kind of then actually, well, we're going to be playing the late game if we were to get into the final, like what do we do in terms of toss and stuff like that? So it was just quite interesting how you didn't expect the weather to play a part, but it definitely did. Definitely. What's interesting you say there about the, the sun setting, you might not have picked up on some of the commentary, obviously, but our friends at European Cricket, Vinny um, and Rico in particular, they thought we had the best sunglasses game out of the group by a long way. Um, <laughs> but they also commented that the England men's 11 always seems to have the best sunglass game because we're just prepared for it, aren't we? Yeah, well, we. I think it's you kind of go, everyone kind of like, I had a couple of, I had a spare pair with me. So I said to one of the younger girls, like, do you want a pair of sunglasses? Because you're going to need them. And it is that for them to like go out there and learn that actually, it really does help. And as we don't overly get a huge amount of sun sometimes here in the summer, but yeah. when we do, I think we make the most of it by trying to look look right in our sunglasses. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So you got onto a bit of a, a nice roll, didn't you? Your first couple of games, you beat Austria comfortably. I think you, you, you beat Italy really comfortably in the first group game against them uh, and then came up against the Dutch eleven for the first time. Was that when you then started to think, right, we're into this tournament now and we've got to start to, to, to play our way and start to identify the way we're going to win this tournament, basically? I think throughout, like Beth and I spoke and we kind of, we wanted to keep mixing things up. Um, we had a really talented group of girls. Inclu- including the batting did, order. Yeah. <laughs> Changed I, I, a lot. I, I, you know, I, I texted Vinny and said, I'm sure they're drawing lots for this batting order. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was it was left, right, and centre. Was that just down to trying to find the right person in that right spot? Yeah, I think, I think we, we did, didn't we? Also, yeah, no, we took we did talk about it before the tournament. I think the reality was we had we we had thirteen players um, who who all added you know had massive value and and skills yeah. wise. Their experiences in the game. Many had played county mm-hmm. cricket for a long time. Many had played uh, some of been involved in professional environments in academy environments so yeah. you know they, they're all they're all proper cricketers in their, in their own right and I think we one one part of it was we, we wanted to make sure they all got an opportunity you know some exposure to uh, for their own yeah. development development but also a bit of a platform to show what they could do so that was that was one part of it but also yeah we absolutely did not know what our strongest lineup would be and I, I'm really happy to be really honest about that obviously we I, I knew a fair <laughs> bit about the players and have seen them over the last few years but 
but you know when coming into this format a completely different format you know on a different surface completely different environment really hard to say mm. which players you know will, will, will sort of will, will suit different roles um, both with the ball and with the bat so said from the start we were going to really try and mix things up and give as many players opportunities in different roles as we could and then at the back end of the mm-hmm. tournament hopefully we'd start to, to, to sort of identify how we felt that best lineup looked but even then it's hard, it's very hard to say and it was tough to to make some of those decisions at the end because the girls all stepped up at different times across the tournament so you've got to give credit to to all the players you know my observation from over here was batting order probably it was the last two games you were just about knew where you wanted to be it took that long to get to that bowling i thought about halfway through the tournament you're like actually we've got this now now we know how we want to go with our bowlers we know whether we're going to start with the quickies and end with the spinners or vice versa and it just started i think when you first stepped up i think it's about halfway through the tournament yourself kiara and you bowled and then all of a sudden you stayed bowling at the same time each each game then onwards then you just started to work that way and the learning process i think as a fielding side, is quicker than it is as a batting side out there, isn't it? I think it really, as we said, we spoke to Lynx and Lambo before we went out and it actually really helped because he was saying, Lynx was saying like, you'll just know at certain points when you're on the pitch that you've got to make a change. And yeah. I think from because someone said that to you, you then know that actually like, no, my gut feeling here is probably right and I've mm-hmm. just got to go with it and kind of work it out. So it made me realise that those decisions that I felt I wanted to make were probably right. So it's yeah. like, just back yourself and go with it. And mm-hmm. um, there were, yeah, moments I think where we kind of just tried to mix it up and if someone kind of started to get away from us a little bit that's when we'd kind of swap um so we'd look to kind of almost like alternate between pace and spin just to get the pace off the ball a little bit and try and just work them work things out like that so we didn't become predictable but yeah so it was I think a few of us ended up kind of being in particular roles whereas within the game they came each time was slightly different but yeah kind of everyone at the end of it knew kind of what their role was was with the ball yeah, and I think one of the things that anyone who's ever played T10 cricket, T20 to a certain extent as well, but definitely T10 cricket, we all know it, it only takes one batter to you know, have a field day and just get after you and you're in trouble, aren't you, straight away? Yeah, it's that you kind of, we didn't want to give anyone kind of that leeway to kind of get away from us. So it was how we can, yeah, not let them almost be too aware of what they're about to expect. Yeah. And um, I think there was one game, we it was against the Netherlands actually, and I it was their opening batter, um, Zwilling, who got quite a lot of their runs throughout the tournament. Yeah. And we were thinking, well, no one's really coming and bowled in short at her. And actually, our plan first up worked. Unfortunately, like, we didn't quite execute what we wanted to do. But then it was it was interesting to then watch her that next game. It was almost she like lined herself up to expect it again straight yeah. away. So it was how we actually then had to adapt to it. So it was interesting how they kind of clocked onto our game as much as we tried to kind of look into theirs. Yeah, it, it, it's literally the, the fastest game of cat and mouse in cricket that you can play. <laughs> Not only from, I think the guys always talk about it being one ball to the next. But then you know, you're watching from the outside, Beth, looking, well, hang on a minute, what are we going to do in the next game when we play against Villing? You know, she's destroyed a couple of teams with big hundreds, but we need to tie her down, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we knew from when before we came out, we went out there that we were going to have to learn really quickly as we went. I mean, I, I watched a little bit of footage of Zwilling and, and some of the other sort of key players, but... But actually, you, you've got to learn so quickly out there. And and you know, I said I said to Kiara, Kiara had the best view in, in the house. You know, to sort of make those decisions. To be honest, you know, I do feel you feel a bit of a of a, of a spectator um, on the side because obviously yeah. it happens so quickly out on that field. And I, I you know, and I thought Kiara did an unbelievable job, um, sort of managing the team, but also those decisions that you make uh, while you're out there. And it was useful to obviously bounce yeah. off ideas off the field after that. The games came thick and fast, so to try like 
like yeah. like Chiara mentioned about our plan to, to to Zwilling and and a couple of the other you know the the, the Italian batters who are very effective um, early doors and yeah. and you know you can have that plan A plan B but often you've got to get to plan C plan D um, pretty quick and I, I, the girls did that brilliantly I thought out out in the middle you know things didn't always work and that's going to happen batters are going to come at you hard but but to be able to adapt and and, and create a new plan and, and keep a calm head was was I think the key and I thought I thought the girls did that brilliantly on the field so you've won five out of five Chiara and then we come up against Italy game six our first loss I'm going to ask a, a slightly one-sided question were you quite pleased you lost one game just to see how it felt <laughs> yes and no <laughs> I think deep, <laughs> deep down like I'm I'm so competitive I can't I get it out the way though get it out the way yeah <laughs> And but it was that, and it was. I think actually now looking back, yes, it was the right thing to happen. But at the time, it was like, oh, it, like how do? We, and it was. I think it did. It gave us a bit of a kick up the bum to say, come on, we might need to adapt a little bit more to other teams. Things are going to come like T10 cricket. I we tried to say to the girls all the time, anything can happen. Yeah. Sometimes your opposition, it doesn't matter who your opposition are. Like you say, if someone gets away from you, that's a match-winning performance. Yeah. So it was a good thing. And I think it just made us switch on. It gave us that little bit of extra fight. I think until that point, we didn't think it was easy, but we'd had quite an easy ride in certain respects. So mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it was definitely what we needed to give us that kind of edge that we had. And I think then you went into the last two games against Spain and the Netherlands in the group stage. Let's be brutal. You destroyed the Spanish in the next game. But then that last big one against the Netherlands, I thought that's where the class showed. You'd learnt along the way during the week. And would it be fair to say that's the one game where every single plan that you put in place during the week and built them, it almost all came together in that last group game against the Netherlands? Yeah, and I think like Beth and I sat together quite a lot. And like she said, we had so many plans. And often the second you step out onto the pitch, they kind of, they did go out the window (laughs) a little bit. So it was... We plan and plan and plan for all these different things. And I kind of had an idea of who I wanted to bowl and when. And it did change every single game. But I think it was a game we really wanted to win. That actually everyone that kind of got an opportunity, put, they took it and yeah. they pl- like they played out their skin. And that's it was even in the field, like the girls, the team performance in the field, everything, the energy in the field, it just showed. And it was it felt like a huge team performance there. And although like it was a difficult one because... We knew we wanted to win. We only want. We did really only want to play that one game on the last day. Yes. And then, but also, it was just that knowing you go in with that kind of little bit of extra confidence. You're fresh in that one game, and that it was kind of part of the job done. So it's like one one part of the job's done. We've only now got tomorrow to kind of prepare mm. and deal with. I think one of the things I noticed later on in the tournament, in particular, the likes of Shachi and Ria grew into the tournament, didn't they? Came to. That last game against the Netherlands, and as soon as they started batting together, you just saw the Netherlands' heads drop to a certain extent because they just had them all over the place. I think, didn't they, Beth? Yeah, and I think that was one of the most sort of pleasing things. I think to to see. I think with the with the ball, as Kiara said, it's so quick to change, isn't it? And we did talk about, it and I thought the girls adapted brilliantly. I guess that's that's kind of what you're working on at, at home anyway. But I think with the bat, the the mindset yeah. was is the biggest challenge to to just to go out there and play with complete freedom but clarity on your your areas because there's the temptation to yeah. try and whack every ball for six and if that's not your not your game and you've not practiced mm-hmm. that then it's obviously not going to c- come off all the time so 
the, the girls, I thought the way they grew into that and, and they became more and more clear on the way they wanted to go about it. But but super positive yeah. team mindset of if I if we get if we lose wickets along the way, that's that's fine because we've got another batter. And, yeah. and I think it did take a little while, understandably, for us to get into that mindset through the week because we're just not used to it. But I thought, yeah, as yeah. you said, and, and, and those players, I think all of those coming into those last couple of games, really, it sort of started to click that that mindset. And, and that was really brilliant to see. And hopefully it's given them some belief to go back to their games now. You know, they've got that real clarity about the way that if they do need to score quickly, if they need to chase, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, can, they can do that. And that, that, was, that was brilliant to see those last couple of games. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk about the final in just a second, but you just led me to a question that I'd already noted, funnily enough. Kiara, the learnings that you picked up through those uh, few days, how much of that are you going to bring back to your game in the summer back here in the UK now? Are you going to play, for example, T20 slightly differently because of what you've learned through T10? Um, I think everyone has taken... We all kind of... We were having chats about it as we are, and a lot of the girls were like, let's bring T10 to to the hey. UK because it is it is so good and it's so quick. I'm all over that. And it's, it's great. Like, we loved it. I think it is... As Beth said, like that confidence for the girls now that they actually have proved to themselves that they can go out there and they can clear the ropes and they, they have that intent, the positive intent to go and score and mm-hmm. score quickly. And I think it'll be interesting actually to see kind of how the girls that came with us to the tournament, yeah. how they actually progress this summer, because I think now they know they can do it. They see this, they can watch themselves back on YouTube and see that they can do it. Mm-hmm. So it's actually having that kind of, yeah, I can do it. How can I now actually bring that intent into T20? And I think some of them really will. And it will be great to see if they do and kind of actually what scores can then become in T20 cricket. Yeah, and from the other side, did both of you see players in particular, the Dutch 11 or the Italian 11, maybe within the Spanish 11? Did you see players there who you thought, you know what, 
if we could get them to the UK and playing for us in Sussex or in one of the pathway groups, did you see one or two players there that you, you, you're going to tap up in the future? I think Beth had a, a few people spoke to Beth. <laughs> I think a few people spoke to Beth about maybe coming home and playing club cricket and different yeah. bits. But yeah, it would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think I think there's a lot to learn, actually. We we learned quite quickly from from watching some of how, how, how the other players went about it. And it's a, you know, it's a, it's a simple, a simple game plan. Um, and certainly the batters, and you, you know, you've saw players like Zwilling, and Riker, mm-hmm. and the the two Italian openers, which who who did the same. That yeah. it, it's a really simple game plan, and they they strike a really clean ball. So yeah, I think they you know have lots to offer, sort of coming over. And a few, a few did you already have played in England club cricket mm-hmm. and counter cricket? And you know, I think I think there'd be lots of the you know for them to for them to offer, and and but also similarly the other way around. Hopefully, they could learn from from playing in those different environments as well, because it's a, it's a different game. So I think anything that you can take from each other is is massive. But ho- hopefully, we'll see we'll see them in English cricket in the future. Yes. Yeah, so, so let's talk about the final then. You you were up against the Dutch in that final. Things didn't start exactly the way you wanted to with. Uh, Cassidy getting out quite early, I think, Chiara. The commentators were, were non-stop talking about Cassidy going in there. She's going to be the, the pinch hitter from the start. And it never really quite came off for her, did it? Especially in the final. Uh, if, if I remember rightly, I think she was run out in the final. But then when Meg got in and you know, they started to get on a bit of a roll... Did you think you were going to get to that sort of 120 mark or did, were, you, were you confident that was enough? I think I was confident our batters could give us a platform to bowl against and something yeah. to kind of defend. It was just kind of how we were going to go about it. And then obviously Meg went in. Meg hits a really clean ball. Like, and I think it's just, as you said, our confidence yeah. grew throughout the tournament and players then, they were going in and realised they did have the ability to kind of go there and strike the ball straight yeah. like from ball one and kind of get us off to, I think it's, we really tried to get in that mindset actually of you could go in and get 12, two, three balls and you've made an impact on the game. So that mindset, I always backed our batters. It was just, I wasn't quite sure. I think I'm more so back, no matter what our batters scored us, we had a really strong bowling attack to defend. So I think we kind of, we're going to take what, as many as we could get, but it wasn't kind of, it wasn't going to ruin what we, our mindset yeah, going out to field. The, the scores throughout the week, that 120 in the last game of the the day looked to be a decent score. It looked very competitive for what you guys could bowl at. Uh, Amy comes in to bowl ball one and Zvilling gets a six. Give me your thoughts as skipper on the field when Zvilling in her first ball just goes bang and it's that for six again. I think it's just, my thing was, I didn't want to show kind of how it affected, like not affected me, but as in kind of your the mindset you go through in that sense. So it's like to Amy, I was like, just get sent. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, bowl your best ball. And I was like, they could like she is so talented and to for them to back themselves yeah. to bowl their best ball they like our bowlers will get batters out kind of eight like nine times out of ten so it was just actually don't let it bother you mm-hmm. and try and like clear it but in my mind I was thinking okay we might pace on here might not be what we're going to go with to start with and it was already in my mind do I put a spinner on next over but actually I deep down I knew that they were talented enough to do it so it's just kind of trying to not let them think I was worried because actually I think then that kind of gets into their mindset as well. Uh, Robin start, obviously started to, I'm not going to say, didn't take the game away from you because she never quite got up with a run rate for the Netherlands, but she kept ticking it all the way up there. And you could see that there was confidence growing in the Netherlands uh, sidelines in particular because they could see as long as Robin was there, they were happy that they could get somewhere, weren't they? But then you get to that ninth over when Daisy Gibb bowled a wicket maiden. How good was that over? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I think there was always, I mean, deep down, I just, I wanted it to be kind of like quite a clinical finish. And it was just knowing that what we had to do in that last over to ensure is like, if we didn't bowl any extras, they weren't Mm -hmm. kind of within the game there at all. So 
But yeah, that kind of hugely set the tone going into the last day because actually where it kept kind of swaying each way a little bit because it was kind of one of those games and uh, Robin batted so well. And actually, I think she probably at times didn't always get as much credit as what she how totally well she great. held together the Netherlands mm-hmm. team in their batting unit. That over from Daisy and just the confidence mm. of her to run in a bowl and back herself to like put it in the right areas. She bowled so well and it did. It completely changed the momentum of the game. They were 84 for two going into the uh, ninth over. They were 84 for four by the end of it. Let's be honest, we all, it's all over then. Thankfully, what happened in the 10th over hadn't happened in the 9th. Because um, when Cassidy went for 21 in that last <laughs> over, I, I, I can imagine the kittens would have been all over the place then, wouldn't they? But it was, it was. I think you used a really interesting word, which it was clinical that 9th over. And I think the clinicalness that you put in place in terms of the plans, stopping Robbie from scoring in that last, that, that made all the difference, didn't it? Yeah, it was. it's just a difficult one, I guess. Like, so Daisy bowled so well. And it was almost, as long as we put the ball in the right area, if they cleared the ropes three, four times, it didn't matter. And it was to try and just keep that composure of not really to try and do anything too special with it. Because actually, if you then bowl a flat one, it goes for, like it's a no ball, go to buys and stuff. So we were kind of just, I think we tried to just play it as a complete team performance. And like we said, like send the keeper yeah. back, she becomes a fielder. We don't need wickets here. Like we just need to kind of contain what we've got. And yeah, to try and make it that just to almost like play them out the game in the sense you can have a few runs, but you're going to have to do something very special if you're going to win. So. Yeah, trying to work it all out as we were going was a bit difficult. What was really impressive for, for me, sort of watching on the sideline, um, about Daisy. So Daisy hadn't bowled in the last round game. And totally fair enough, you know, we've got lots and lots of bowling mm. options and, and Kiara and we sort of went a bit more pace off. But in that final, so Daisy hasn't bowled. She's the youngest player in the group. She hadn't bowled in the game before. And to come in and just bowl, like Kiara said, that plan of bowl your best ball, do that with such composure and not try to do anything anything fancy. Just just do that, you know, for a young player who hadn't played a part really in the last couple of games was what I thought was so was so brilliant and 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 sort of summed up, I guess, how all the players had had grown over the tournament in a way. That sort of that composure and and understanding their role. Um, So yeah, it was it was it was brilliant to see. I think it meant we needed thirty nine, which as long as we didn't bowl any extras in that last over we knew we could so so uh, yeah it, it certainly made us breathe a little bit calmer on the on the sideline um and I'm sure on the field as well Kiara. You've been around cricket quite a long time now Beth and obviously been very successful with your own uh, personal career how proud are you of this group of young ladies in terms of you know, I still can't get my head around Gatwick six o'clock in the morning first time most of them have laid eyes on each other and four or five days later, Kiara's there lifting the first ever European Women's Cricket Championship. How proud are you of them? Unbelievably proud. It's one of the proudest things that, you know, I've been involved in. You know, it was a, it was obviously a new a new thing for me. How the girls came together and how they grew through the week, I think, was really, really impressive. The fir- our first sort of experience was watching, you know, some players that we felt we we you know we should we should be. But what became really clear is actually the challenges that were ahead of us as far as some of the players we were coming up against, you know a surface we've never played on, a format we've never played, you know, conditions that we've not been used to, back-to-back-to-back games, you know, so many things get, coming together as a group that they mm. didn't know each other. So they, they just embraced all of it and, and did that with real, um, I thought, how they went about, about how they conducted themselves, how they how they were generous with their time with, with other players, you know, they, they sort of gave yeah. back to the competition. Really proud in all ways, um, but obviously to go out and, and in a way save their sort of best performances to to the end um, shows a lot of character and to play under pressure in that way and they were just an outstanding group of people and it was a it was a 
pleasure really privilege to be part of that and just to, to witness it really and and the girls and led by Kiara who was you know I don't, I don't want to <laughs> embarrass her but was outstanding in every way as a leader yeah it was it felt like a whole year <laughs> sort of packed into a week in a way with how far it, it they came so yeah I'm, I'm super proud of them and, and I think you've hit the nail on the head the girls also put back while they were there as well you might not know this that was picked up by the commentary team a couple of times during the tournament. So the whole of India who was watching the European Women's Cricket Championship, everyone who was watching it back home, they all know that there was a number of times you, you girls were on the pitch before a game or after a game talking to the you know the young ladies from Austria, the young you know, girls from Italy who weren't as experienced as yourself, Giara. How important did you think that was to, to do that while you were there? It was. We wanted to just get involved. I know there were moments, I think, where sometimes it was kind of, oh, England are coming here, they're going to come and beat everyone. And we didn't mm -hmm. have that expectation at all. We knew we had a lot to learn. So it was yeah. actually how much we could also learn off them about their games. But actually with our kind of setup here in England, we're so privileged of what we've got. And I think it was really important for particularly a lot of our younger girls to realise they've even been playing cricket longer than some of their senior players in other teams and I think that really hit home with a few of our girls and to be able to go out on that day and did a bit of a session with Austria and the girls were great and it meant just as much to our girls as it did to them. I, everyone spoke about it after and just said how much they loved it and how much they just enjoyed getting to know the girls and being part of it and being able to make mm -hmm. a difference to other people. It wasn't necessarily our intention we thought we needed to go and be there and kind of because we didn't want to think that we like went with the best kind of thing but we were really privileged with our setup here but it was more kind of how we can involve ourselves within the tournament because we didn't want to be like the last team to join and then also be like people want, everyone wanted to beat us we wanted to be part of what they have which is what we found really important and actually I think a few of the girls like we've stayed in contact with quite a few of the girls from Austria that like I've kind of exchanged messages with some of them just to with different things we can help them with that we have here as that you don't even think about the things that they can then take back into their cricket back at home one of the things we did during the tournament was we were in the chat on uh, the YouTube channel so our show was constantly putting things in there and if, if there, it was interesting to see during the week how everybody who's in the chat just grew with the game as well and that you know they grew to know the characters out there they grew to know how you played and it was great that it was very involvement led by the end of the week it was good as anything that they'd seen in the men's chat and they can't wait till next year which brings me on to very simply do you want to do it again Beth? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do it again um, if, if the opportunity arose. With a bit of notice this time, though. <laughs> yeah, a bit of time, time. No, it was a brilliant experience. And, and, you know, for me personally as a coach, it was it was a great challenge, a different experience. Uh, I learned so much. But, yeah, it was just brilliant. It was a brilliant bunch of, of players to be involved in. They were outstanding. So, yeah, I, I'd love to. And I think I think hopefully the, the benefits players and the... The opportunity to, for them is, is you know, is a significant one. And, and, and hopefully, I hope that, you know, we can bring something to the tournament as well as an English 11, mm -hmm. um, you know, with how the girls uh, sort of were throughout the week. So, yeah, in a simple word, definitely, yes. <laughs> you, you only have to look what's happened to the European uh, Championship for men over the last three years with the guys at European Cricket, how many teams are in it right now. And it's just growing and growing and growing. The same's going to happen with the women's game. And you want to be a part of that, I'm sure, Kiara. Yeah, honestly, I absolutely loved it. I think it was, like we said, we didn't know what to expect, but I've come away thinking that like, I'd go back next week if you asked me to go. It was so good. And just the involvement of everything, the setup of the European cricket is just the atmosphere they create in sometimes like a ground that there aren't like, always a huge amount of people there, yeah. particularly those early games where it's cold and there weren't many people there. Like there was still such an, an atmosphere, like there was just this vibe that it was exciting. It was something different. And hats off to them. What they've created is 
great like and incredible for and so so good for opportunities for people with different kind of aspirations and where they are in terms of where their game is let's send a message out to dan weston we we, we want t10 cricket in the uk bring it here it, okay it'd be difficult to squeeze it in around our you know our massive calendar that we've got but why not do it with the women's game to start with you know let's bring european cricket t10 with the women's game here because they don't come to the uk and i'm sure rico and Vinny and the boys would love to come here and see it and you ladies could lead that by an absolute mile and do, do a great job couldn't you we'd love it here i'd like all the girls are saying let's have let's play we play two T20s in a day and sometimes they are a little bit tiring when you get to it but actually T10 and a couple of games is so good it's so quick and it is so exciting where anything can happen we'd love to have it here absolutely I will send a message personally to Dan and I'm sure he will <laughs> listen at some point I'll be, I'll be I'll be back up with those guys in a couple of weeks time when they get started again it's always good to dip in and out what's going on there the European cricket Channel does a phenomenal job from literally 15th, 16th of January through to the end of the year now. You, you ladies have thankfully got a bit of a gap between now and April. You know, <laughs> how much are you looking forward to the season starting, Chiara? I am. It's actually almost now I don't really want to have that weight since we've played and it's kind of you're back into it I was saying I was coaching on Sunday and I was like I feel like I'm ready for the summer now already it's kind okay. of you're ready to get going and although there's still kind of a lot to work on a lot to do it's like it came, kind of gave you that motivation that now I'm ready to kind of go and get out there again yeah and I think Beth we're talking off her it's now pathways it's now coaching schedules it's it's full on now isn't it between now and April for you yeah it is yeah all the obviously all the, all the coaching programs are in full flow for the winter but as, as Kiara said I think that opportunity to sort of get away and actually actually put your your skills into practice in in you know in the middle of the winter it was brilliant for the for the players and, and for me and I think yeah but but now yeah we've got full steam ahead really for the next sort of three months and then as always a jam-packed summer so it's lots lots to look forward to let's have a jam-packed summer of fabulous women's cricket look forward to a, an ECCW Next next autumn winter. I'm not sure what dates they're putting for next year for for this year now, 2024. Maybe a little bit sooner than <laughs> December might help a little bit, wouldn't it, Kiara? Get a little bit more warm to the ground. <laughs> Definitely, and, and it'd be great to see so many of the, of the girls who were out there. Would you go again and use that learnings? And, and I know Lambo and Dan Lincoln would say you do need to go a couple of times to really get into that. And it'd be fabulous for you for you all to do it again. Yeah, I mean, we'd love to go out there, and I know Beth. I'm sure Beth would like the girls. We all kind of bonded really well, so it is actually to create that kind of team that we've created in such a short time I think what that could go on and do from an on the field point of view would be great but maybe maybe Beth might not be able to deal with some of the characters of all the girls coming together again <laughs> come towards the end of this recording with a couple of quickies then so Beth standout characters for you oh no um <laughs> not, not, not including the boss because obviously Kiara was on the yeah. You know, I'm gonna. Sorry, this is such a cliched response, but I, I feel like I'm unable to pick a couple because I think no, they all absolutely added something to the group. You're supposed to say Richard Logan, by the way. <laughs> oh, sorry, Logie. Yeah, obviously Logie. To be fair, I do have to mention Logie because he was absolutely brilliant. He was a massive help to me and the girls. Obviously, his experience, but his his sort of calm nature on the sidelines was was huge. So I do have to mention Logie. But the the players, I, yeah, I couldn't. They all added. What was lovely is we had a real blend of characters. Like mm. you had some who were the sort of jokers of the group. You had some who were a bit quieter, but but a real sense of humour and brought a bit of calmness to it. So yeah, I'm I'm really sorry to cop out, but I'm not. I, I can't mention one or two. Sorry. 
Okay, go on then, Kia. I'm going to ask you a different question. Who is your standout batter from the team? Oh, it'd be quite mixed. I think it's in terms of an out-and-out batter, I'd have to go Meg Austin. I think she really performed to start with. I th- it seemed as though she may have struggled with a little bit of confidence, but actually to see her grow as the week went on and kind of putting those performances at the end of the week was something really special and actually hugely showed what she can do. It, when she went out there, she looked great and she kind of backed herself to play a shot. She plays 360 around the ground. It was, yeah, it was great to see. Yeah, I think I think my standout battle was a, was a very it was a flip of a coin between Meg and Chachi. Chachi grew into the game steadily. It was exponential. You watched her grow into it. Uh, I'm not going to ask you about my standout bowler because it was you, Kiara. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I, Beth, I'm sure wouldn't disagree. No, when, absolutely. The calmness that you brought when you came on to bowl. I think that was one the key word I used there a couple of times to Vinny. There was just a calmness to it and it just slowed everything down. You brought the game back to the England side when it might have gone away for them for two or three balls, which actually in T10 cricket, two or three balls could be quite a lot to say the least. And I think you brought yourself on at just the right times each time. Was that in your thinking all the time to just find that right slot for yourself? Not necessarily. Part of me, there are certain times where kind of, I guess when things become a little bit tough and it's almost like I don't want to shove someone else in a little bit at the deep end, particularly where some of our girls were quite young and I wanted them to have that confidence to develop through the week. And it was like, well, I have quite a lot of experience here in doing this. I was like, I'll give it a go. And it was almost like trying to just, I do back myself to bowl a particular line, a particular length. So it was actually like, well, no, I'll come in and try and calm things down. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But actually, I'd rather have put myself in that position than kind of throw one of the younger girls into it. Definitely. And I think that it, it worked across the board. We won the tournament. It doesn't really matter how you win the tournament at the end, does it? Because you can, as long as you've got the goal to lift yeah. at the end, we win it, I think, in the best way possible by beating the best other side in the tournament. And you, we can look forward to a, a great return next year and go there as uh, retaining champions, I think, because it ain't going away this European Cricket Championship, is it, in the slightest? No, I mean, from us, yeah, absolutely. It's, it was a brilliant experience. And I think, it's, like you say, it's only going to grow bigger and bigger. And I think we saw firsthand the, the, the real sort of passion for the game and the enthusiasm from, from all of the countries that took part. And, and like Kiara said, some of those players don't have the opportunities and the support that we have in this country. So, to see that grow, to see hopefully their their opportunities grow, I think it is huge and it's brilliant. And and I I would just sorry to hijack. I'm just, I just want to say a big thanks if you know on on record I guess to to everyone at the at the ECN, but also the NCCA and their support in in getting getting our team over there. You know it's it's been as as, as hopefully as we put across, it was a brilliant experience for for everyone involved. Definitely, I think everyone put everyone pulled it together very very quickly. We were talking to Logs literally as he was in the process of getting it started uh, and for us as a as a podcast to be able to then link with the ncca for both the men's and the women's game going through the rest of the season into the it's going to be great to follow what you all do and see where you end up i'm sure we'll speak between now and next eccw but let, let's make sure that if we don't we will do a preview before we go out there but i'm sure i'll see you at a cricket ground somewhere during the year so beth thank you very much for your time kiara thank you very thank much you. And uh, what other words can we say other than, well done. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thanks very much. Cheers. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Premier League Cricket Show. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes and stay updated on all the latest news, views and discussions from around the cricket Premier Leagues. And be sure to follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram, at TPL Cricket Show, on both. Join the conversation, share your thoughts, and connect with us and your fellow Premier League cricket fans. And hey, if you enjoyed the show, why not show us some love? 
leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast platform as it helps other potential listeners to find us when they're searching for cricketing podcasts. Thanks again for being part of the Premier League Cricket Show family. And until next time, have a good one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.